this is a podcast about all things St. Pete, hosted by the one and only St. Pete is Super Cool. As always, this is Sudabe, and I'm with Aurelius, a local artist in the St. Pete area. How are you doing today? How's it going? It's Good going. Good morning. I'm so glad that we finally got to be able to sit down and actually chat with you. Cool. I, Me too. Yeah. I feel like some of the sometimes the artists are a little hard. Yeah, they're weird too. Yeah, it is. It's just I feel like it's if after I see you guys enough times, they're like, oh, okay, she's a real human being. We can we can talk with her. <laughs> so then, when did you realize that you wanted to be an artist? Um, I kind of always was an artist. Always, always drawing and making stuff. And then. I was in high school, I guess, is like the real pivotal moment, and I was failing everything in the world, every class, and, um, but I was doing good in art classes, and they even made like extra art classes for me, for some reason, that like I was only in, and I got to just like go and basically use the art class, like everything, use all the supplies and whatever. And our teacher was just like, yeah, I mean, like, show me something every once in a while. And I was like, put an A on it. And there you go. It's called like Portfolio X. And he was trying to get me to make a portfolio. Okay. Well, one second. I was sleeping in his class once and he slammed a book of um, Jean-Michel Basquiat on, on the desk. And it scared the hell out of me and woke me up. And he, he gave me that book. And then I was like, wow. When I was looking through it, I was like, wow, this is actually a thing. Like people can be an artist and and that's it. So I started skipping school right after that. Well, I always was because I was like a hood rat child. Yeah. I was raised by like heroin addicts and stuff and I was like always left unattended and I was always getting in trouble. But I would I would take the stuff I was making and I would run around and like try to get into art shows. I would come downtown St. Pete when there was absolutely nothing there. <clears throat> and um there was a art supply store I think it was Central Art Supply it was next to the State Theater and I found a flyer and they were like we want specifically weird art and I was making a bunch of weird art so I went there and it was some tattoo place and they loved it and they wanted more of it and I ended up filling up the entire damn art studio with all this art and then like a How week later I was I don't know, 14 or 15 oh, or something. Shit. I was in high school, like ninth, no, probably like 10th grade, whatever age you are then. And they um, they packed up all their shit overnight and they ran away and they took everything with them. Seriously? Yeah. They just took everything? They took everything. They broke into the next unit and took people's computers and stuff in the next business too. And then I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, if you ever, like, see that one of these days, like, just, like, in some yeah. random place, and you're like, you know, I did that when I was, like, 15 or 16 years old. That's mine. Oh, I'm sure it was all garbage anyway, and it probably won't, and, but, you know, I still kind of, like, kind of search for those people every once in a while, because like, I do want to find them. They were called, like, injected, and injected, the dead part was, like, D-A-D, injected ink, and suicide parlor, so if anyone knows them, email me. That sounds a, a little sketchy. <laughs> so then how long have you been just a full-time artist and doing this for a living? Um, I've been a full-time artist since the pandemic um, kind of forced me to in a way. I, w I always was being an artist and I had a full-time job 
and I was basically just having two full-time jobs where I'd go to work and then I would always do art stuff too. And then I lost that job because of pandemic land. And then um, I was just kind of, you know, making all my bills and still making money with art. So I was like, I'm just going to try that harder. I'm still um, kind of uh, very far away from being like a professional artist because I don't keep track of things or like track even if I my sales or how much money I made and things like that because my brain doesn't work this way and I forget things and stuff like that but I'm working on it that's good but yeah that's what I mostly do art I make art and then I make a YouTube I'm trying to make a YouTube channel based off my art I like your YouTube channel try to get murals and stuff and that's kind of all I want to do you just need like an assistant who's like really really good at all of that type of stuff and they can keep track of your sales and your emails yeah and all of that i need my girlfriend to lose her job or i need to make enough money so she doesn't have to have her job because she's a super highly organized person and yeah that would do it yeah that would be the the perfect kind of kind of thing to do where did the name aurelius come from how did you come up for that as your artist name? um I was in a gang, not like like shooting people and selling drugs, but we like we'd run around like fighting other gangs all the time. And uh, all my buddies, they wanted to see the Russell Crowe Gladiator movie. And my name is Mark, so it's like Marcus was like a variation everyone called me. So when they came back from seeing that Gladiator movie, they came to me and they were like Marcus Aurelius, and, and they were just Aurelius. always they were just always calling me that afterwards so and then i started using it for things That's cool. and then it was like yeah aurelius no i like that one i think that is that's because of marcus aurelius yeah yeah that works you just dropped you just dropped your name and you kept the other half of your fake name yeah i love that that's a fun little tidbit when did you come up with the character bob the robot because that i think bob's my favorite bob can never go anywhere bob is cool um me and my friend Zulu Painter and Jason Bromley, we decided to make, well, actually, it was all his idea. He came to me, Zulu Painter, and he saw that I was able to go out and, like, make an art show happen, which is something I learned early in my art career because there wasn't a lot of stuff to get into, so I would just kind of make them happen. Like, get a venue, get an art show, and he came to me and he was like, hey, what about robots? It's like, I've been always wanting to do an art show that was all about robots. So we came up with um, Artificial Intelligence, the St. Pete Robot Exchange. And a part of that idea that, and it never took off, but every year we try to make it take off, is like um, public participation. Anyone can have made a robot and bring them and exchange it with another person for their robot. You know, if they liked it, they'd say, hey, I like your robot. I like yours too. And they could trade it. That's why it was called the St. Pete Robot Exchange. We did it for eight years and never took off. But the first year, I made a bunch of robots because I was going to do it. So I made like, I don't know, 12, 14 of these cardboard robots. And one of them just looked really cool. And it had like a charisma and a character about it. And I was like, yeah, look at that. And um, that eventually became Bob the Robot, Prince of Denmark. So the first version of him was like 
toilet paper rolls and weird cardboard boxes, duct taped together and spray painted. Okay. So I still kind of try to make him look like that, but he's kind of, you know, it's become more refined over the years. He used yeah, to be he's more, evolved a little he used bit. to be more crazy and weird. Why don't you try that robot idea like again though? Like, I, like it's obviously been eight years, I know. but like, I feel like that would maybe hit off like a little bit better now because that's a cool idea. We did it like you know annually every year for eight years, and then um, we were supposed to have the ninth in the pandemic. The last the last year we did it. It even grew to, we were having it at the Morning Art Center and then a second art show at Bar 548. Okay. And we had like, you know, when, when we do these art shows for the robot show, people dress up as robots. People, you know, take, well, I don't know how to say it right, co-play or cosplay. Cosplay. They cosplay uh -huh. as things. And we had a parade going from <laughs> Morian when that show ended. A parade of all the people dressed as robots or everyone that was there go from the morning to bar 548 and it was something that we we're always supposed to keep up but the pandemic last year killed um you know installment number nine and um everywhere i go people like vendor look they're like come on man you gotta do the robot show you, you gotta do, do the, the robot, robot show, show. Again. james olsen you, you, they're like it has to happen so I would like it to happen, but uh, it's just, I'm just waiting for, you know, like a cool place to have it or, you know, something to like kick it off. I can dig that, but you've said it on the podcast now, so it really does yeah, have to happen. It will. People I mean, are I want to get this. it to at least, to, I always wanted to get it to at least 10 years and then like, maybe have some other people take it over and see if they wanted to do it after us. So it changed and it, I mean, we try to make changes and we try to make it fun every year. We try not to do the same thing over and over again. And I think we got a little old too, because it, it was always a really big party. Like come home six o'clock in the morning, oh. be hung over for three days kind of party. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm past, I'm probably a little younger than some of you guys, but I'm, I'm still past that. I want to go home by like 10 o'clock. Yeah, I, I want to too because I'm cold now. I want to go home and sleep. I think we all have like dogs at home too. So yeah. we like have to get home at a decent hour for our animals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What inspires your art style? Um, I don't know. Just being a weirdo and kind of like, I have a weird mind. I, I kind of tell people sometimes like I'm like an inspiration sponge it's weird the stuff I will remember or like the stuff I will look at and kind of want to kind of want to blame capitalism too for like shoving the 30,000 images in our brain every day that we're like forced to look at and I don't know it's like and it you know something about early hip-hop too where they kind of took samples from everything put them together and made it into something else that's unique and different. Um, but I do want to say Jean-Michel Basquiat was the first artist that kind of showed me, like, wow, like, you know, that's actually a thing that you can be and do. And then um, graffiti um, played a good part, too, because that was just something I always liked and was interested in. 
and you know games of comic books and stuff yeah i didn't expect you to um be so good with the graffiti letters until you gave us yeah. the design and i'm like I know. oh shit i was like he has it in because him. when i learned those you kind of had to do it secretly yeah oh yeah you kind of <laughs> did you had to be secret about it because you would now do it on it's... people's minivans and buildings and stuff now it's kind of a little it's funny how like it that was like graffiti used to be this thing where you had to be kind of sneaky about it you didn't want to get caught and now you're out and about doing it and no one really seems to blink an eye yeah. Like, oh, they're tagging again. And I kind of had fine. to learn how to do it again, too, because that was something that you did when you were younger, run around doing that. And then, you know, I didn't do it for some years because I don't want to run away from cops or yeah. have to pay. Man, they rack on the restitution charges if you get caught and they inflate them so bad, they'll, like, charge you. I know you made, like, some graffiti and they'll charge you something to paint over it, but they like charge you the amount of money to charge to paint over the whole damn building. Stuff like that. That's a bit of a scam. Yeah, and it's one of my goals to never go to prison in life. So you probably, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably no more graffiti for yeah. you. Yeah. Illegally. Yeah. I like hate too, like when you like see like the graffiti and stuff and they just like paint over the little spot. And so it's just like, you yeah. know that they're covering it. And I'm I love like, that guy. And I'm like, but why don't you just paint over the whole thing? I go, that guy, his name is Charlie, and he works for the city. He's the most prolific street artist in St. Petersburg. He goes out there, and he covers the graffiti, and he makes, like, these geometric patterns of, like, different colors of beige that almost match the shade of the building, yeah. but they're a little bit off. Man, his work is everywhere. I love that dude. He's like St. Pete's Banks. He's like St. Pete's most prolific street artist. His name is Charlie. He works for the city. Well, they're going to come find Charlie now. Yeah. Charlie's gonna I was be always trying it. to get a picture of that dude's face so I can like make little wheat pastes and, and put him on a building and then like get a picture of him painting over his own face. You never really but do see the I painting couldn't. over it. Yeah. They like... When do they do it? If you guys are out I, at two, used, three at night, you know, doing your shit. I used to work in this um, place, and um, all my smoke and lunch breaks were on Bomb Avenue, and I would see them come and remove all the stickers from the signs and stuff. They have some pretty advanced stuff. They like sprayed something on there, and they all just fell off. Really? Yeah, it was weird. There's like a science. That's awful. Yeah. It's they don't see when the graffiti artists paint it, and they don't see when Charlie comes and makes his masterpiece. They're all in secret. Yeah. I heard that he takes a picture of everything before <clears throat> he covers it up. And there were some artists around here that was trying to get them so they can get, like, access to all those pictures and, like, put on some kind of art show, which that was a cool idea. That would have actually been a really cool art show. We should just do it when he finally retires from the city and he doesn't have to do it anymore. We're just like, okay, dude, like, we just want to do an art show of all of the stuff that you've covered up of ours forever. Yeah. Our entire art careers. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. That's a really I mean, good idea. I think the city might actually have those images because they probably give them to the police. So when they do nail that asshole who's painting stuff, they can charge them with 33,000 counts. So, City of St. Pete. It's a cool art show for you guys. That is a cool art show. I mean, they're profiting of all of the local artists anyway, but don't give them any credit, so they might as well do this. And the graffiti artists in this town are awesome because there was this one time I painted a mural, and these people, they, they weren't in that business when I painted it, but they moved in there, and they were really horrible bastards, and they, like, defaced 
a part of the mural and then they painted over it. But the St. Pete graffiti artist made sure there was a fresh phallic shape on that wall like every night. And every day I would come because I worked right near it and I would see it and I was like, man, that's so cool. That's like the one thing I love too is about like the artists in the city and even like like the more like graffiti kids is you guys all do back one another up. Yeah. Like you really don't let one uh, fall to the wolves. Yeah. You guys are really ready to uh, to fight each other. Or not each other, but yeah, fight, we're fight for each, each other. other. Um, I've, I've heard <laughs> some interesting stories of you coming to, to bat with, uh, you know, for your fellow artist friends. Yeah. Which yeah. one? Um, I think Tell me was, the story. I think there was one where you uh, challenged him to an art battle. Um, oh, those guys over there in Tampa that were really um, horrible that time with their email scandal. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys suck. Yeah. We've heard that one. I think I remember hearing one time where you just like trolled these people who came by and had some like mean things to say. Because like I feel like you're very quiet and reserved person when obviously like your first your first introduced takes a little bit of time to like yeah i'm a shy weirdo pull you out of your shell which is a-okay i go but i think it's interesting to see that you have all this fire underneath you that you're willing yeah. to use at any time i have anger problems sometimes I try not to be it's something i struggle with every day i don't it's always the shy ones because i feel like you're like we're always trying to not be that way and then yeah. there's just times where you're like you know what F it. We're gonna we're gonna fight. The last time I lost my temper in public, I was at one of the Wednesday art meets up meetups, and this is kind of why I kind of stopped going to them. These drunk people. I had a painting on the table because I was gonna take it with me, and I saw this guy. He had a drink, and he was like, and he had the thought, and I was watching him make the thought, and he just kind of went, and he he slowly just put the drink on the painting. <gasps> The next thing you know, I'm cussing and yelling at like five different dudes. I had my dog with me. I took my dog and put him in the car so I can come back because I decided I was going to. And then, but they were gone after that. But man, don't put your drink on someone's painting. I think that's the hardest thing too is like when we go to markets and stuff, people will come through with their drinks and they'll just drip their drinks on the art. And then like sometimes you can't fix that, so which I, means you can't really sell it. I heard a story about having an art show, I think here at Three Daughters Brewery, one of Chad Mize or something, where some asshole just kind of was throwing his beer around on the paintings. People are weird. It's yeah. Florida. It's Florida too. You got yeah. all your Florida men walking around. Oh, yeah. I think it's a lot of, like, bros that are just jealous that they can't do, like, anything like that. And they just feel like they need to take it out on the art. Maybe. Who knows? It's okay. Women like artists, guys, not bros. Yeah. Um, they love artists. They do. <laughs> they do. I can tell that firsthand. Um, so, do you have a favorite art medium to use? I don't. Or are you just like, really? you'll do it all? Um, I have, I, I can say that I do not like oil paintings. You because, did an oil painting though. Yeah, I did an oil painting and I, I do oil paintings when I um, like find those thrift store oil paintings and I want to put a bob inside of it because, you know, you can't put acrylics over the oil paints. But I cannot have the patience for oil paints. I can't wait until they dry. So I, I will say, yeah, I really like acrylics because that's the opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah. It will dry really fast, and most of the time when I'm painting, I also have a heat gun, so if it doesn't dry fast enough, It'll make it dry faster. Yeah, because yeah, I don't have patience to wait. 
And spray paint is really cool about that too because you put that there, it is dry like in seconds. Mm -hmm. I liked the one video you did where you compared like the golden paints mm -hmm. and then like the cheaper paints because I've used both those cheap paints and we just got golden paints. You guys see a difference, and right? It's a big difference. It is. It is. I'm one of those people that like to use a cheap paint too, but people say you should use whatever. And you're getting to the part where, you know, sometimes you sell a couple thousand dollar paintings. You probably should be using quality stuff. Maybe. It depends on who you are and who you ask. But, yeah. So now I have to keep those constantly, too, because now I saw that they were better. So now I have to buy the $30 for, like, an eight fluid ounce freaking golden fluid acrylics. Liquid text is good too, and just a tad bit cheaper. Yeah, I do like I do like that brand, um, <clears throat> just to paint. But I'm also not really selling my paintings, so it doesn't really matter. I'm just doing you it. You will sell your paintings. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like storytelling and writing and all of that is like more in a sense my artistic medium. I enjoy art and painting. I like to give the paintings as gifts. I feel like it's super more personal. Um, I like the fact that I can developing that skill, but to like sell my art and then in a sense turn into an artist that way i just don't know if i want to be that yeah you know i guess i'd much rather sell my stories i hate that part of selling the art too i'd rather not have to deal with that either but you kind of have to yeah. and now since i kind of have to i'm kind of like a marketing person now yeah you are your <laughs> own like marketing um firm because you have you have to market yourself. Yeah, have to make little videos and you know take pictures and do all this graphic. I had to learn graphic design stuff too for things like this. Yeah, you're getting really good at it. Yeah, thank I think you. your videos are really, like really fun and like yeah. the way you kind of like outline yourself. And I like stuff. the video. I love it. I'm gonna try to get you know so I can like run around, maybe get video jobs too. At yeah. The same time, so they're fun. Yeah, they are. So then, how did you um, enjoy the Shine Festival? You were in it this year. Yeah, I was in it. I try to be in it every year, and I finally got <laughs> in it. And, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I think I kind of messed with my mind a little bit, and I think I might have made it, like, way into a bigger deal than it was because, I don't know. It's not that I'm disappointed but essentially, it was just me making a mural. And, but I will say a good thing is like with much more support, and I didn't have to like deal with a client and paint something that's a shared vision with someone else, and I'm trying to keep a mind. And, you know, that's always what I want to do. I don't really want to get mural jobs where I'm like, can you paint a dog? Riding a surfboard, a glass of beer, and the beer's like spilling out because we're a dog brewery or things like that. Like, I want to go and just paint the stuff that I want to paint, and Shine lets you do that, which is awesome. So then it's like 100% whatever you want. Like, yeah. they don't have any say in what you're, you're painting. I mean, obviously, they don't want you like painting. Well, they were symbols. going to ask for like designs ahead of time and by the time i i did make a design but by the time that i got around to actually applying to it cause i wasn't shine because i won the open call part and 
I forgot where I was going with this, what I was saying. Oh yeah, they stopped. They were like, oh no, that's not fair. You can't make people spend time to make a design and then like submit it and then probably get picked or not. So they took that away. And yeah, so they were completely blind, theoretically, about what I was gonna paint. But you know, I did have a design, so I showed I showed them. Mm -hmm. but after after they already picked me, I showed them. But yeah, so that's why I made that little joke where I wrote, "Take the money and run." Oh, well, that's where that came that, from. Okay. That you know thing where that guy was supposed to make some paintings for the gallery, and he turned in some blank canvas, and. It was called Take the Money and Run. <laughs> I think that's like crazy too is that people are doing this stuff like sticking like just duct taping a banana or like the invisible like painting or invisible Oh yeah, the invisible sculpture that, that also sold. sold for big bucks. Like I don't, at this point I just think people have a lot of money to spend and they just want to spend it on whatever like weird dumb thing they can think of. Well, they should come talk to me and I'll make them a weird dumb thing yeah. that we can think of. Yeah. Because I, I want that art money. I wish I had money and enough walls. Um, I got some duct tape and an avocado. What's up? Maybe throw a little pomegranate <laughs> up there. Those are in season. So then what is, like, inspire the piece that you did for Shine? Because you created, like, the oh, whole yeah. saint of St. Pete. Yeah. So I always had the idea that I wanted to do that. And I kind of drew it a bunch of times, but this is the only time that it ever worked. Right? And I was like, I want to put graffiti in there, but I wanted to say something and I wanted to be something positive. A lot of my work, I put a lot of negative things in there, not to be negative, but to just like point out like problems in the world or things that are bad or, you know, and I'll find a way to make it a little sarcastic and funny. But um, how she got a name and the title of it happened while I was painting it. People kept asking me, what was her name? What was her name? What was her name? What was her name? And I didn't have anything in mind. And I met someone that gave me an interview for some paper or something. And she had a crazy name. And so I was like, yeah, that one. It was even hard to say. Helia, Helia Kala. And I was like, our painter saint of perpetual street art. Just because I was like, that sounds cool. And that's the title. <laughs> Perfect. And there's like a backstory. It's like she's the the saint that smiles on you. It's like you make that one clean, beautiful line with a spray can, or you I know, you, you had her favor on your side when like the cops are chasing you, but they just missed you. It's, it's the saint that looks after the artist and protects them. You should do a whole art <laughs> series on that. No lie, you should. I'm like, I'm all for like, kind of like stories behind anything, mm -hmm. but I think that's a total art series in the making. Because you could totally write what you just did. Yeah, that'd be cool. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? You do a little comic book out of it. That'd be fun. That would be fun. I have good ideas. You I might not be able ideas. to draw a straight line or make a straight circle, but I have I good ideas. I can't draw a straight line either. Oh, bullshit. Now, me and Zulu, we painted the Daddy Cools the stereo on there, and we're both looking at it. We're like, man, both of us. Actually, he said it. He said, both of us, we can't draw a straight line to save our life. It's like, yeah, you know, you have a point. So then is but that straight like lines don't really 
you don't need them. But like, I guess is that like that's I guess it's like the funny thing is like we think as like artists, you guys can draw all the straight shapes, but you guys like really like you're like no, we really can't. No, you're like we can't draw shapes to save our life. I can make a nice circle. I can't make. I can make nice lines. They can be straight if they're small and they're not, you know, going the whole width of a wall. The things you learn. It's okay. I can't draw a straight line either. <laughs> I can't draw hands to save my life. My, like, stick figures in, like, high school were just kind of like this. Cool. You know? Um, any plans for any new murals in the upcoming year? Yeah, I want to make murals. Um, I don't know how I'm going to do this yet, but after Shine Mural Festival, I... Well, first off, I learned that there is kind of like a mural festival season, and there, I was made aware that there's more mural festivals out there than I thought, mm -hmm. and they're all over the place. Oh, yeah. So I kind of want to do them all. I want a bunch of them, as many as I can. Yeah, I mean, there's at least two in Kansas City that we know of, and then there's like Paint Memphis, and then there's obviously Shine here. Um, and I'm pretty sure there is more of all over that we just have not heard. And of I yet. heard Shine was the best from some of the other artists that are that were in Shine. I we and have they heard did that other too. festivals. They did yeah. some tell me they were best. I was l listening to somebody's forgot who it was. It was probably Miss Crit's episode. If you're thinking of one yeah. of our episodes, she was talking about. I believe she talked about in the episode how like Shine like really did treat them right. Yeah, and yeah, I forget if it. I think it was Ricky Watts was. Telling it to. Oh God! If I could interview Ricky Watts, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Maybe next year. Because that's um him and Woes were the ones that I saw the most because they were kind of geographically next to me. Yeah. And yeah, that's, those are the only really two I talked to. You were pretty close to um Jennifer and I believe it's Nicole. Yeah. Um, I tried to go say hi to Nicole, but she was in her headphones and oh, she yeah, was she was in her, she was banging it out. Yeah. She said hi and I was like hi. Yeah. <laughs> the story behind her piece was really nice. We we posted it today, so I went over and I read it to see if she you know like said anything about her own piece. And the story behind it was really nice because like for her like talks about like the what we go through during like times of like transitions and things like that cool. and like moving forward in life. I just thought that was nice. Um, what is your best art tip? Uh, my best art tip would be to not ever give up. You know? And also, you gotta take rejection. You have to learn to, you know, laugh at it because you're gonna get millions and millions of rejections. Um, the longer you're an artist, the more you'll get of those. Even if, you know, even if you're like me, I don't know, I, I feel like I get a lot of good things, but that's only because I get so many rejections. So learn how to deal with rejection, like learn to laugh at that somehow, or, you know, drink some whiskey afterwards and then wake up the next day and it's like new day, new stuff. And, um, the other thing I said that I forgot. Oh, and people... All the time, they're like, oh, I wish I could be an artist. And you can, if you want to. If you want to be good at it, you just have to kind of do do it 5,000 times, and there you go. I think, too, like, with social media, 
we forget all of the no's that you've gotten before you got that one yes that you posted. Yeah, because no one really You're not gonna post shows every them. Time rejected. I mean, I wanted to, and I was at one point. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I don't know. People might think I'm being mean for that, so I, I stopped doing it. Yeah, because I think we forget, you know, is that you guys probably get no a lot more than you guys get yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And we also get a ghosted when we tell people the prices for things, too. Oh, a yeah. Lot. No, I know that feeling. We hate that one. So do you think social media, like, has helped you with your art career at all, or do you think, like, it's made it kind of harder? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of the local boy here. I don't think it really helps me too much. I'm trying to use it to kind of get out from like the creative community bubble that we're here, like in St. Pete. I know St. Pete has a lot of stuff going on, like all the times, but I was kind of finding like, I was always in everything and I was worried about there coming a time where it's like people are just tired of seeing the same art that I do, like at all these different things. So, I've been trying to use the YouTube channel as a way to get out. Okay. Kind of like go further in a way. And also, um, the pandemic, how everything kind of shut down, I learned that you definitely should have something like that. Because all your art sales are coming from art shows that you're in. And... If there's no places to have art shows at, you're not going to make any money. But if you can still like have a YouTube channel, people will go to your websites and maybe buy some stuff. And yeah. So yeah, okay. you need social media. I did a lot of buying during the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of cool. Like during the pandemic, I was like, it kicked off. I was able to make money with art more so in the pandemic, which was weird for me. Because I thought it was going to be like, no, that's over. People are going to be scared to spend any money on anything that isn't like toilet paper, ammunition, or Netflix subscriptions, stuff like that. Perishables. Yeah. You know. But yeah, it worked out. Yeah. And like, do you think that because there's such, there is like this bubble of St. Pete of artists, that that's going to be like detrimental like to eventually their careers? A little bit. I mean, I know what it does to my career is it makes me price my art probably way too low in a way to be competitive with an art scene where if you throw a stick, you're going to hit an artist or three with the same stick. And, you know, no one's really, I don't think anyone in this town is really pricing their art correctly, except maybe the I-bombs guy. Because it's not, I don't see prices as high as they should be. His? No, I mean, he's doing it right. Yeah, I, was I think say, he's like, doing it right. He's but, selling like $10,000 pieces. Yeah. And his work is awesome and it warrants that, but he's also not going to get that price unless he puts that price on there. And he has the courage to do it, and I think. Mm, not a lot of people have the courage to do it. Yeah. Do you think that the artists should just start pricing their stuff higher and see what happens? Or do you think that they're just... I think they should just think more serious, more seriously about it. You know? Like, 
how long are you going to live selling $200 paintings? Like, is you can't do that your whole life. It has to increase. Yeah. You know? I mean, I've heard people say good things. Like, let's say you get a mural job and you get paid $1,000. Your next mural job, get 1500 Get 2000 Everything you do should be more than the last time you did it. And do you think, like, the consumers, though, would be, like, down for something like that? Yeah. I mean, they're buying Ibom's paintings. You're right about that. And there's other really good artists out there, too. Yeah. And there's this whole other class of artists. I know we got all of us artists out here. People, you know, like, the younger ones and stuff like that. But... There's also like a different age group and they mostly have art shows at places like this Five Deuces and Maureen Art Center and stuff. And they have higher prices mm -hmm. than most of us. So then you guys should just start pricing your stuff higher and see what happens. Yeah, but it's a little bit hard because you got to have to do it competitively here in St. Pete with people who aren't doing that mm -hmm. and don't have the courage. Or, you know... That's just me thinking too much because in real life, I don't really think about it too much. I just put a price on the damn painting. Yep. I'm like, that painting's worth $2,000. I'm put $2,000 on it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I obviously don't have like the disposable income to be doing all of that. So I do have to be careful with what I, I put my money towards. But I feel like if I was, say, still working at Starbucks and I was getting an income every two weeks and I, you know, I was making good money, mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't be thinking about the prices of the pieces. Yeah. I think if I, I if I really liked the piece, I'd probably put money towards it. Maybe not $10,000 worth because yeah. I'm not making that much of Starbucks. And that's why I'm they saying. have things like prints, yeah. which this town does not know how to buy prints. They don't buy it. They're afraid of them or something. And they can get original art that's pretty dope for like $200 from artists that doesn't have the courage to put the price they're really worth on it. That's just my opinion. I could be totally wrong. No, I feel like if, um, I would totally buy prints of, of people's arts if I couldn't, in a sense, like really afford the original, you know? Because if you're going to price the original, say, at 10 grand, but you're going to have prints for a little lower, um, I probably would buy a print, you know? So when are you going to make all those prints about those, uh, the Art Wars pieces? When's that going to happen? Speaking of prints. <laughs> I can't make prints of those. I've only been asking for a year, like almost a year now. Yeah. Um, do those still exist somewhere? I have no idea. Because I, I didn't no take idea. a good picture afterwards to even make a print of them. Did you guys? I don't think I don't think we did either. I lost my buddy P.T. Collins because he was the one that was really about the inner workings of the Art War show. Yeah, you guys should ask where those are. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll ask. They might still exist. They might be still on the walls of that brewery over there. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like I've been in that room specifically of the brewery. Lately or maybe really... they went to when we did it the second time at Derrick's and got painted over to to make the new ones, the new walls. I don't know. I was there when I got there. They were already painted colors, so they could be. But you know. I made I a video of it. Maybe I can like rip a still out of there or something yeah. and, 
and make you a print because that's like <laughs> thank you because that's great too like you guys create these like really awesome one-off pieces um that you know like once they're gone they're gone you're not really going to see them again so yeah. you might as well try to make a little bit of money off of them yeah we should yeah definitely. we should do that show again too and or even like put think them about on shirts more yeah put them on shirts that i would buy that So here's my doozy of a question. You're really going to have to think for this one. If you had to paint one last piece, one last art piece, who would receive it? Yeah. And it could be you just, you're retiring, you don't want to paint anymore. It could be this is your, like, you only have, like, a few more days to live. It could just be, you know, you just want to create one last piece. It could be any scenario. I don't know. I kind of started this weird treasure hunt when I was remodeling my house. I wrote... Um, you know, in a place where I was going to put sheet rock over it, I put, you'll never find the treasure. And then on the other side of the wall, I made like a little drawing of Bob and it says, holds the key. So I would have to probably paint Bob holding a key that was somehow the clue that made them go looking for all the other secret clues I've been secretly hiding in my paintings this entire time that will eventually lead you to the, the treasure. Like if that. there's a treasure. Exactly, if there's a treasure. It's definitely not a can of Cafe Bustella with a note that says we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. That or it could be, be treasure. It could be treasure. Um, I it's definitely not hidden in Crescent Lake. So there's a lot of stuff hidden in Crescent Lake. <laughs> Can you imagine what's on the bottom of Crescent Lake? Oh yeah, we should do some magnet fishing. Huh? Thank you so much for finally sitting down and talking to Thank us you. about fun. art and Bob and everything. Um, we hope to see much more from you in the future. Cool. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Thanks for listening, Saint Pete. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can catch all the fun conversations we will have with our local artists and business owners. Make sure you check out our guest info in the bio if you like what you heard today as well. We hope you all have a sunny day and remember to always stay super cool.